Hello and welcome to the Deeper Eye podcast. I am Lara Ferris, your host. For many years, I have been passionate about self-improvement. Through this, I have met the best specialists in their field who have given me tools and the courage to pursue a new path. The purpose of this podcast is to share with you everything I have learned through the conversations I have had with these amazing people. I hope these conversations will impact your life as they did to mine. Today I am in conversation with Joe Russell. Joe is a consultant in Feng Shui and Chinese astrology. Feng Shui is an ancient Chinese art of arranging buildings, objects, and spaces in an environment in order to achieve harmony and balance. The reason for doing that is that it is known to bring peace and prosperity. I'm sure each one of us have had an experience of entering a room or a place where it just felt, for no obvious reasons, extremely good to be in this environment and other places where you feel this anxiety, this rush of wanting to leave the space. Through this conversation with Joe, I hope you will understand more about this mysterious effect things and places can have on us. And I hope that, like me, you will understand and enjoy more the benefits of what can Feng Shui do for us in our everyday environment. Hi, Joe, and thank you so much for being with me today. I am so excited about this. Now that we moved on the side, the technical issue, we're there, we're together. (laughs) And I'm very grateful for this time that I will be spending with you. I just want to recap a little bit how I got to be so interested and intrigued by Feng Shui and uh, Chinese uh, astrology. Before I met you, I just was convinced that everything in a life of a human being, whether it's his success, his love life, uh, his achievements, or the um, energy, the feel in his home or his business or any restaurant was just pure luck, like just human luck, you know, like this person works hard and he's lucky so that's working for him, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. One day I was discussing with an amazing therapist that's been following, you know, my uh, spiritual growth for for years and helping me. It turns out that you went to university together, and he started talking to me about you because I was telling him about a restaurant that every time I pass in front, I hear that I read that it's changing owner. Like it's, it's it, somebody mm-hmm. buys it, he opens it for a month, they lose all their money, and then they move on to the next owner, the next owner. And I was just purely <coughs> discussing that with him. And I said to to um, to my therapist, who is Shomit Mitter, by the way, I said to him, this man is so unlucky because he also got to go to this restaurant and and it closed down. And Shomit then said, it's not just his luck. There is in life, you have man luck, earth luck, and heaven luck. And I I was so puzzled. I said, what is he talking about? And (laughs) I said, could you, would you mind telling me more about this? And this is when he brought up uh, that he knows you and 
He, I'm so grateful to him. He introduced me to you. And we've been working together. You've been explaining to me. You've done my charts. And I know many people you've worked with. It's just amazing what you do. So the first, I guess, question is, if you don't mind telling us a bit more about what is really Feng Shui, what's the difference between Feng Shui and Chinese astrology? And is, is Feng Shui the heaven lock, the earth lock? Are they together? Are they the same? There is so much to uncover here. First of all, Lara, thank you so much for inviting me and I'm very excited to be here and thank you for asking, which is really a very important question, fundamental, I would say, to understanding Chinese metaphysics. And you're quite right. Luck is not just a simple positive or negative. So lots of people think when they think of luck, they think either in terms of good luck or bad luck. But you're right. It's actually luck can be described in three different ways. And it's known as the cosmic trinity. Mm-hmm. So in Chinese metaphysics, it's, it's a, a foundation, a, a concept of great importance, because you have the energy that uh, you're born mm-hmm. with. So that would be your heaven's luck. That's where the positions of the stars and the planets, the moons, at that moment of birth. And that's something you can't change. Yeah. You can't change your your date of birth. And that could be a mixture of positive or negative influences. So people, everybody is born with, um, with something known as heaven's luck. And that can be read in um, terms of astrology. Yeah. And there's lots of different types of astrology. And in feng shui, one that's used quite regularly is, is one called bardzi. And bardzi just literally means eight characters. But there are other types of astrology that can also be read. But in terms of applying that energy or that, that knowledge to your luck, is you, I would recommend people studying or people looking at their Bardsey chart because within the Bardsey chart are the tools or the, the language that you need in order to activate your earth luck. Now, earth luck is something that is to do with, with the planet, with the earth, the environment. So it's the energy that comes up from where you live or where you spend your time. And that could be equally positive or negative. And we know the difference in ourselves from when we're standing or living along a coastline mm-hmm. and we can see the ocean, we can feel the wind blowing off um, from, from the, the sea mm-hmm. compared to, say, living in a city like London or New York, a very busy cosmopolitan city, but it's um, full of tall buildings, high buildings, and um, there's a only minimal nature. We also know that how we feel when perhaps we're on top of a mountain yeah. or, or, or compared to living in a valley. So all of these are different ways of recognising how the environment can have an impact on your on your energy, on your psyche, on your on your de- the decisions you make, and that brings me to man luck. So man luck is half matter, mm-hmm. just as earth luck is based on matter, and half spirit, which is where the heavens luck comes in. The good thing about man luck yeah. is it has free will. So again, up to a third of our luck can be determined by the decisions we make, the uh, the choices we make. We can make good choices, we can make bad choices. Everything starts with our yeah. mind. We, we we can decide to have that extra cup of coffee or maybe we'll switch to water. Yeah. That's a decision we make and that will have an impact on our bodies. And we can take that further to maybe purchasing that restaurant 
in um, that you described earlier, that there could be something drawing us there that could come through in our body. Maybe we're, we're going through a difficult or a challenging or a learning curve in, in our heaven's luck, which has led us to this location, which would be earth luck. And then we choose to invest in a restaurant that perhaps is 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 not going to work and that and it's that combination so everybody uh, uh, so it means it's everybody's going to have some mixture of heaven's luck earth luck and man luck and each one is is going to have a third of influence upon yeah. you so even though you can't change your time of birth so that's up to uh, let's say 33% of your luck is based on your date of birth. You know that there will be a mixture of good and bad. So say if if we if we take an average, sixteen and a half percent of your luck is going to be positive, and sixteen and a half percent of your luck may be negative. That's what you're born with. That's what that comes through in your your fate and your destiny. Yeah. But we choose where we're going to live, and if we don't, if we and if if that choice is is removed from us, we can still choose how to orientate ourselves within our living space or our working mm-hmm. space. So that's where we get up to thirty three percent of our earth luck is within our control. So we can change our luck by moving position of our desk or moving position of the bed, depending on what we're trying to do. We can move house. We can move country. So we can make big changes. We can make little small Mm -hmm. adjustments. We can tweak the energy. So that's where feng shui comes in. Feng shui is looking at the management of the earth luck and looking for improvements. We also have the choices in in man luck. So we we know that we can change our mind. So we've got the full 33% of man luck within our um, willpower, in our choices. We can move 33% of our earth luck by changing the position of our home or where we spend time. So it's where you spend your time. So at any given moment, we have, um, so we've got 33 plus 33 plus another 16.5%. So Anybody, everybody has at every moment in time the ability to change their luck for the better up to over 80%. I think it's 83.5% if my math is correct. Everybody. So even if you're in a position which feels very unlucky, if you if you feel hopeless or if you feel stuck, please note that within your grasp at every second of the day, you can improve your luck by about 80%. The only problem, Joe, is that now I'm, I'm, I'm hearing you and I know you've answered me privately on our private sessions many times, but how do most of people have no idea what you're talking about? Like they don't, what, what, okay. I mean, what, how do I know if I'm standing in the right place? Like here in my home, it took you even about a year to try and explain to me where to sit, how to direct the chair, how to, if I want to be more uh, focused or if I want to create a piece mm-hmm. of work that is involves writing, it's a different, and, and unfortunately, but that's a different subject. Many people laugh at you when you'd say that to them, like they just think you're, you're crazy. And it's only when <laughs> you, over time, one time over another, over another, when you really see the difference 
of what the feng shui says and what your, your results and the outcome that you understand that there is nothing cuckoo about this. No, it, there it really isn't. isn't. Yeah, exactly. So how it, it varies on the person and it varies on on the individual. So it, it, they could be going say if um, in terms of how quickly you see mm. results, mm. it depends. Mm. It really depends on the, the the earth luck, the heaven's luck, and the man luck. So even if you're even if, if you're at the worst, you may make subtle changes, you may change things around so so you can improve the luck and the luck gradually improves over yeah. time. I've seen results come through so quickly with some people because they're really in good luck. They're in mm. good heaven's luck. So their Basi chart shows that they're in a position of opportunities. They've automatically drawn to the right place. They're, they're living in the home that is opening up to a, a beautiful vista of good fortune. So every time they enter and leave their property, they're stimulating the good feng shui um they're reducing the p- potential for bad luck and that's that's what a feng shui can solve that's my job that's what i do so i can come in and I, I ask somebody what their date of birth is i have a compass i measure the facing direction of the building i have a little look around the landscape measure the environment look at um, all different things all different things and i compare that to their chart so that you can't change your date of birth, but you can change everything else. Now, sometimes you get really quick results. Sometimes you get moderate results and they take a longer time. That depends on the individual and it does depend also on the environment. So when I've, I've seen people's luck change almost overnight when they've moved to a different home because that home is more aligned with them and, and with their intentions. So it is quite complicated, but it's definitely not crazy. It's sometimes very hard also to move house, you know. The, uh, oh, it can be, yeah. Definitely. It taught me that, uh, you know, how you bring a um, quality surveyor to check the quality of the things in the house. I think a feng shui a surveyor should be, you know, <laughs> in every <laughs> house trying to, you know, figure out if this house is aligned. Because what could be aligned to me is not necessarily aligned to you. And this is where in a yes, family yes. it could be a problem because if you are a family of six, then a house yes. could be aligned with two and not the other three. It gets a bit complicated, I have to admit. Yes, yes. So in that situation, I focus mm-hmm. on, if it's a family of six, I focus yeah. on the parents and particularly the breadwinner. So yeah. you look at um, the person who's providing the support for the mm-hmm. maybe the financial support. You look at their wealth luck. So, for example, somebody that was born with um, a lot of water energy, such as myself, they would respond well to something that's going to draw that water up. So I'd look at the areas that would be associated with the wood element. Then I would look at um, the areas associated with the fire element. And I would recommend how to improve those areas or enhance those areas so that naturally that energy will increase. Now, there's also something known as noble stars, again, based on your date of birth. So that means some directions could be really lucky for some people. It could bring forward um, helpful people. It could bring through opportunities. It could bring through mm-hmm. um, energy that's very supportive for people's health and well-being. So I, I also 
advise people on on if they are moving to look at certain directions more than others because I know by even moving in a direction that's favourable to them, they're naturally going to start attracting better luck. So, um, yes, it, there's many, many, many mm-hmm. layers, but I've, I've written down actually a few layers that for, for a beginner, you can start to make a difference yeah. in your earth luck. So you can't change your heaven's luck, your date of birth, but you can find out what it means. So there's things, lots of free resources on the internet. So if, if people tap in Bazi, so B-A-Z-I, and sometimes you'll see Bazi calculator, mm-hmm. then that you just literally type in your date of birth. Sometimes they okay. ask for longitude and latitude just to pinpoint where you were at that moment because they're going to map out the position of the stars. And they do it in a language that's known as the heavenly stems and the earthly branches. Now, most people will be familiar with the earthly branches because they're the 12 animals that um, you see quite regularly when people talk about year of the dog or year of the rabbit. 2023 is a yin water rabbit. So the, the top layer is the, is the heavenly stems. Now, there's okay. only 10. So that's a yin and yang of the five elements. And then you've got the 12 earthly branches. So altogether, there's 60 combinations. And you'll have... Um, a heavenly stem and an yeah, earthly branch wow. for the year. You'll have one, again, a heavenly stem, earthly branch for the month, another one for the day, another one for the hour. Yeah. Not everybody knows their hour of birth. That doesn't matter. You can still do 75% of the chart. And some people can take it even further and they look at their conceptual palace. So they look at the soul energy and the, to do with it and, to, and look at ways of how to enhance wow. their yeah. intuition. So as we enter um, a new, we're really on the cusp of a new pattern of energy. That's why the, the last, well, since 2017, there's been huge shifts and changes around the world. And we, as we approach 2024, February the 4th, mm-hmm. 2024, we're entering a new sort of more spiritual pattern of energy. So I'm sure that there'll be many, many more resources that will help people understand the language of feng shui and the language of Bardsi, and they'll be able to use those tools in a very um, progressive and, and helpful way so i'm mm-hmm. sure even though it might sound a little bit crazy now there will be more awareness because that's what's happening more aware- energy awareness is surfacing and and it's 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 actually coming through thick and fast i've seen loads of changes just this year alone what i what i would love to see happening you know for example just come back to that restaurant i have in mind i would love to one day Uh, take you there without <laughs> telling yeah. you it is the restaurant and just ask your opinion well, on this... it because you wouldn't know because you you know if you're not very much in my area you would you would you wouldn't know that if that restaurant is new or old or whatever and then if you go in and you just say oh this is there is no way this place will will be uh you know generating money or whatever. I mean, for every, when I say everybody has different charts, that's true, but there's certain things mm-hmm. in feng shui that you, that are obvious and then you look out for. And that's one of the things, um, is called poison arrows. So a poison arrow is the term given to negative energy directed at the, at the main entrance of, of the property or the business. So mm-hmm. if, if this restaurant says opposite a T junction and the road is facing the main entrance, 
then that would be known as a poison arrow. That's where the cheese is is travelling too fast and it, it can't be easily tapped into. Another example of a poison arrow could be in a, um, a tree or a lamppost obstructing mm. the main entrance, just like a, like a knife because it's cutting the cheese, yeah. dividing the cheese. Um, yeah, mm. that could be the corner of a sharp building so that the angle of, of the edge of the corner is pointing at the main entrance. That's another poison arrow or sharp unfavorable energy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's loads so that's where it takes time mm-hmm. but yeah i'd love to i'd love the challenge but i did make some notes about how everybody right now today after listening to your wonderful podcast can actually start yeah. to make little subtle changes in their feng shui and perhaps over time they will notice improvements so i i just wrote down a few but number one clutter so space clearing is not the same as feng shui, but it's really important that the main, particularly the main entrance, is beautiful, welcoming. You want mm. to welcome energy yeah. into your home. So as as you open the door, your all the opportunity can come flooding in. So having a bright, cheerful, clean entrance. So no broken articles. Um, no, no. Um, just have things that make you feel good. So it could be. Um, it, I mean, mirrors is uh, are often used, and I mean, it's important to have the reflection, the image that's reflected into the mirror, have that as bright and as beautiful as possible. Even if it's natural light, allowing natural light to bounce in. So the entrance is important. That's the the main cross the threshold of energy entering and leaving the building. Um, another one, plants. You've, in fact, I can see a beautiful plant behind you. But plants are alive and they vibrate, and with with a frequency mm-hmm. of positivity, they're associated with growth. Having pets in the home, pets also stop chi from energy from stagnating. So, so having a healthy animal in the home could constantly, uh, yeah, move. constantly moving, but it brings people joy. And um, scientists have proven just the actual stroking of of a dog or a cat releases oxytocin, which is the happy hormone. It releases it for the animal and it releases it for the person. So stress level go down and that's how the body heals itself when it's relaxing so there's things you can do in in, without being cuckoo i mean it sounds quite quite practical crystals another one very very popular so you've got certain crystals that have higher vibrational associations than others so the ones that i often use are citrine topaz jade Mm -hmm. they these vibrate in a a very positive way but if if you're aware of a negative environment you can use crystals to absorb negative energy and then you have to wash them often or yeah or i i mean i I was taught to either bury them near a mountain and then dig them up after a certain period of time. You can infuse them with love. So just um, mm. as you hold them and, and and you can wash them, but you can hold them, infuse them with love. You can put them out in the in moonlight. So some people prefer to do yeah. that. But yeah. the sun energy, the solar energy is is so powerful and very and very positive. So there's lots of different techniques you can use there. Um, there's also um, uh, sage sticks, so mantras. So we were talking earlier about sound therapy. So just even um, some people bang a drum, some people chant, some people sing. But I was when I was studying, I was taught to you move around a room in an anti-clockwise way to clean the energy. So if you're using sound or sage sticks, then you you pay attention to all the areas where chi may collect so corners under tables things that and you turn around uh 
anti-clockwise. So you walk anti-clockwise uh, yeah. around the room to clear away negative energy. And then when you've cleared away the negative energy, you go around in a clockwise direction, infusing the energy with love, your space with mm. love or positive vibrations. And we spoke a little bit about Huna, so practicing yeah. love and kindness, forgiveness and gratitude. These are all very high positive vibrations. Is the word Huna the name of the prayer of the Hoponopono? The what's Huna? Yes, yes. Oh well, so I I take Huna, but it's a, a a person, a spiritual person practicing Hoponopono is known as a Kahuna, and that is is mm. is like a spiritual master. So it, this is a Hawaiian technique. So it's not strictly Feng Shui, but Feng Shui recognizes its value. Because it, we were talking about vibrational energy, so mm-hmm. heavy energies that can cause um, some distress, so guilt, shame, um, jealousy, um, anything hatred, which is really heavy. Yeah. That that's mm-hmm. going to attract more dark and heavy, unfortunate, negative energy. So the hoponopono is a Hawaiian technique yes. discovered by a Hawaiian uh, doctor, I think. He was a psychotherapist, I think, who healed the whole uh, psychiatric ward. He, that's more recent, but actually um, there's a, a doctor, Dr. Ledbetter, I think it is, who was in the 50s. He's written loads of books. It has been going in ancient Hawaii for many, many, many years. It has resurfaced. And um, yes, you're quite right. I think in the 70s, there was a, a, a Hawaiian doctor that actually started to work in a in a hospital of psychiatric very dangerous. I'm not sure if it was a prison or or a prison hospital, but it was full of very dangerous, very unwell people. It had a very quick turnover of staff, but it was quite quite dark. Mm-hmm. And he started to work there. He started practicing Ho'oponopono, and it just got better and better and better. And the prayer is, um, thank you. Please forgive me. I love you. Yep. And what's the fourth? Um, um, just, sentence? I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Now you, so I'm sorry. you can use those words, or you can use any words that that feel right for you. So intuitively, mm-hmm. find the words that that work for you. But the the language must be of love, forgiveness, and gratitude. And you don't have to just say the words. If you say the words, they work perfectly well. But if you can mm-hmm. feel that emotion, you will automatically start to elevate your man luck, your good luck. Yeah. So you're going to have less in the way of problems. You may have some releasing of things first. And in fact, this month of May is so powerful because we've got the um, lunar eclipse on yeah. the 5th of May. It's tomorrow. Very, yes. very powerful. So really good to release anything that's no longer serves you, whether it's any fears or anything that you feel uncomfortable about. It could be related to a person or a situation or an event. But if it no, if it doesn't make bring you joy, if it doesn't make you feel happy, start doing some energy clearing using Ho'oponopono. That's definitely mm-hmm. a, a really good technique. You can also imagine the energy if it's sticking around you, if you, if some people are very good at visualizing things and they may see sort of sticky dark cords or, or dark shadows within their aura. So you can use your imagination. Just imagine a beautiful white light coming down, entering through your, your top of your head, your crown chakra and infusing every cell in your body with a beautiful white light. It can be, it, you can use other colors if you prefer. So you, you can use gold or silver. You can use um, a, a combination of different colors but imagine the beautiful 
beautiful golden white light coming through, entering your body and cleansing your body, releasing all energy blocks, neutralizing negative energy. You can imagine your your soles of your feet have, have got roots going down into the earth, so you're grounded. Otherwise, you might feel a bit lightheaded afterwards yeah. or um, you might need to sort of eat something to ground yourself. But if you imagine your, your feet rooted to the ground, that's a really good way just to receive the positive energy and let the negative energy slip away, fall into the earth where it can be neutralised and safely. It's not going to harm anyone. It's not going to harm you. It's just going to be cleansed away and by practicing that regularly you will naturally raise your vibration that on mm. its own can change your luck to magnificent levels so this is man luck so this is we work towards man luck the heaven luck is the luck that you're born with mm -hmm. it depends what time you're born mm -hmm. and also where you're born i guess it's in yeah. relation with yeah. earth luck yeah And earth luck is where you are your environment. Uh, geographically, mm -hmm. your environment. So it's the okay. energy that comes up from the ground. So whether that ground is in a city, that will have a certain mm -hmm. pattern of energy. If you're on the by the ocean and you can hear the sound of the ocean, that will have a different energy. If, you're, yeah. if you've got mountains in your view, so if you look out the window and you've got a mountain in the southwest or a mountain in the south, That will also yeah. carry different energy to somebody that's on um, a very flat piece of land where the wind's flowing across really quickly. So some will be better than others. As we enter this new period of energy that's coming through from 2024, I would recommend people move where they can see a, a hill in the south because that will automatically improve their earth luck for the next 20 years, even 40 wow. years. Yeah, yeah, just that one thing. So earth luck wow. we can change. If we can't change where we, the actual building we're in, for whatever reason, we can change the interior. So we can change where we spend our time. We can change the, um, the position of the desk or the position mm. of the bed. So also have a look at the main entrance is there a way to improve that is there a way to make it brighter or um, lighter or more spacious say you're going to someone's house and they've got a very small dark or maybe even mm -hmm. cold damp if, it, if it's in yeah. the basement yeah. then that entrance is going to be less appealing to one that's open and grand well lit and all spacious it, that's going to have a much bigger Uh, welcome than the smaller darker one so so do pay attention to your environment i'm sorry to use this time for my own personal um, use but I, it's important maybe it helps other people that are in that situation in my own entrance as you remember there is a, a large steel cabinet on the as you enter it's on the left on your left hand side and on the other side there is a um, a long uh, painting with hands all over. So that cabinet I only put here because the first year I moved in the house, you know, with four children, it, it was every day filled with bags and shoes. So you would open the door, this, you know, what I think is a beautiful home, and then all you could see is shoes, socks, and bags. <laughs> and even though I was every day asking them to take all this to their room. This is not a place to throw the coats and the shoes and the bags. There was no way I was seeing <laughs> that every day until I put this cabinet because there was the only way to put at least all of this inside and it's not really seen. 
Is that uh, what do you think of that? Like, I think that's a spectacular idea because having, if you were to not have the cabinet and all the shoes and bags and coats were haphazardly arranged, so the first, yeah. the first impression as you enter the home is of chaos, chaos and mess. Yeah, yeah. That's mm. that's the energy impact impact that's going to carry on throughout the rest of the home, but I I but I have been to your entrance and and I was struck actually by the beautiful artwork that was the impression mm-hmm. it gave to me. So I think having the cabinet there and put presenting a more ordered and tidy um, area is yeah. was actually subconsciously you were improving the feng shui you were improving the energy of the, of that area because it impacted on you 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 yeah. felt uncomfortable when the, everything exactly. was on the floor exactly of course it would be better if it was uh, empty but <laughs> with no shoes and coats but sometimes you have to choose the best of the and also i mean it, you when you go deeper into feng shui there's something called flying stars so some flying stars are enhanced so particularly the wealth ones are enhanced by open areas but you've got mm. good stars and bad stars so if you've got a favorable star a money star mm-hmm. then having an open space and having um beautiful light coming through and um having it very busy will naturally mm-hmm. trigger that star and it will naturally attract more prosperity but if it's an unlucky star then any movement along there will trigger that star and then you may have to have to look at things like expenses and make sure that that the, the yeah. money luck isn't going away so there's the, mm. there are things to look out for but that but on us on the beginning level just make sure that the entrance is beautiful and is tidy is clean because that's the first layer if the entrance isn't beautiful then both stars whether they're good or bad will be compromised and you'll if they are bad you'll have more bad luck and if if it's good then you'll have less good luck if you've got a a dirty or or an an entrance with a broken light or if it's Uh if it's not welcoming if it's too small so um, some people have communal entrances which um, is a little bit beyond their control so so I you have to look at that as well so nobody's got a perfect home nobody there will there will always be a mixture of yin and yang the trick is to enhance the positive and to minimalize the negative and also to make people aware of, of how their Basi chart is so that they also are more likely to make better decisions. So when when they're going through a period of, say, bad luck, you can you can forewarn them. So you minimalize it and you so they don't take risks. They don't put yeah. themselves in position of harm. Um, mm-hmm. Likewise, when they're going through a very high period in their luck, because everybody will have nobody's going to have 100% good luck all the time. It's impossible. All the time, of course, mm. yeah. But when you can measure and you can anticipate when they're going to go through a good luck period, that's when they can do their launches. That's when they can um, do big changes. They may do construction or renovation changes because they know that they're going to attract the right builders. They're going to attract the right um, project managers. They're, they're going, things won't spiral out of control. So, And to do that, they can go online and yeah. just... Uh, so check so they type you said bazi yep so b-a-z-i that's it so they can get a a bazi chart now they can they can hire someone like myself to do that for them and to analyze it for them but there's also so many free resources available right now that can that can really help understand how bazi chart works and look at the five elements which are fire earth metal water and wood whether those elements are 
helping one another. So if it's known as a constructive cycle of elements, where fire burns, produces earth, just like ash. Um, earth, when compressed, it produces metal, just like we mine for metal underground. Metal, when it's extremely hot, it melts, produces a fluid, a liquid. When it's extremely cold, it contracts and attracts water condensation. Yeah. So metal supports water. Water, when you when it rains, you know that the wood energy is going to get stronger. Um, just as we see plants grow, trees flourish, and wood fuels a fire. That's how we feed a fire. But equally, there's a, a yin cycle, a destructive cycle, where some elements are able to control or exhaust another element. For example, fire um, can um, melt metal, so it can make mm -hmm. metal um, less rigid, less effective. Uh, metal can cut through wood, just like an axe striking a tree. Yeah. Wood can break up the earth, just like tree roots breaking up the topsoil as it absorbs all the nutrients. Earth can can um, be, can make water very dirty if you throw a handful mm -hmm. of soil in a glass of water. You see that quite quickly. Yeah. Um, water can extinguish a fire. So, so the trick is actually balance so you one of my my main concerns is looking to make sure there's no extreme energies so um yeah. i was thinking of that restaurant actually that could have an extreme energy pattern so that that is that it's not generating any um, positive cheer it's just stagnating in in negative energy so so i look at balancing the energies as well and that way you're going to have all the tools you need to make good decisions to follow your determination and willpower and um and tap into some really wonderful feng shui so basically, for example, if we stay on that restaurant, bless bless <laughs> this restaurant because it's serving us as an example here. If a specialist like yourself go in, is there a way to shift this? And you 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 don't know until you see it. Yeah. Are there places where you've been and you said, "No way, there's nothing I can do here." I have. I truly believe that it that it, you can't say never. I, th I truly mm. believe each and every situation and every person has within their, their scope to improve their luck using feng shui as, because it's, I've just seen so many amazing things. I have been to houses that have, um, well, full of dark energy and and I've actually, there's one in particular I can think of that actually frightened me. And yeah. um, and I found, I found it very, um, almost like, uh, I I don't see ghosts myself, mm -hmm. but I'm okay. not I'm not saying that they don't exist. I definitely felt some very uncomfortable dark energy in this particular home. It was in Italy, and um, it was overlooking a graveyard and a hospital. Um, when I entered the property, it was nearly empty of furniture except for mm -hmm. a huge fish tank with dead fish. Yeah. Um, it had um, very heavy pictures of Madonna and child, but the eyes would follow you where, wherever oh, you wow. stood in the room. Honestly, it was very wow. creepy. But yeah. the young man who lived there was a very sensitive artist um, mm. and musician. Outside of the property, he was a beautiful soul, very beautiful. Mm. Inside the property, he became quite menacing. So he, this was his home, and he died. And, and and I remember when we first arrived, the main entrance was um, in shadow because of mm -hmm. the overhang of the building um, next to it. He had plants outside, but they were dead, completely dead, hadn't been looked after at all. And I remember feeling a little bit wary before actually going into the property. But when I did go into the 
property. It, it, very quickly, I realised this was this was different. This was something mm-hmm. that was not so straightforward. So I have had one situation where I felt feng shui perhaps wasn't able to make a big difference because we couldn't we couldn't change the position of the churchyard. We couldn't change the position of the the hospital. Yeah. So in that situation, I mean, there was other things that went on with, in in there that really did not make me feel happy but I don't feel that I should share because it's not fair on the man but my advice to this one person was I think you should need to move I think you should find somewhere else to live that's the only time I've done that every other situation I feel that with scope for improvement big improvement and Mm. um and that's amazing yeah yeah it's amazing that we we discovered this Mm. this is a this is a chinese um a chinese way of doing right it's born in china or well actually it's it's it started as um in india so it went along the silk route into china where it became known as feng shui but if you if if we look at the roots we look at vastu and that's about spiritual architecture so it's it was originally used for temples and they would align temples with the auspicious cardinal directions and then it was that knowledge when information was then carried through to china in the with the merchants as they were going through into um the tang particularly in the tang dynasty that's where it really was enhanced and um and all the amazing scholars and people that were working for the emperor they um they really really invested heavily in this and so that's why we've got lots of different schools now and in fact um it was only reserved for the, for people of of the high high ranking officials or, yeah. or for the emperor so that's why there's a lot of misunderstanding and why there's a lot of superstition to do with feng shui because it was such a powerful system that mm-hmm. it deliberate misinformation was sent out to the the poorer people so that they wouldn't rise yeah. Up and have a revolution. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. You know what? People who lead our world, our, soci- our society, you know, economically, politically, or, I'm sure they're masters in all of this, these techniques, feng shui and other, you know, yeah. uh, like this, that, that brings me to, uh, you know, inviting you please to talk about sound therapy next time we're together. Oh, I'd love to. I'm sure they know all of this. I was hearing, um, a, a debate with the, like musicians and producers and they were saying that when they send some music to be, um, launched, uh, if it is at a certain frequency of hertz, I think it's, yeah, you know, it's, yeah. I don't know exactly the numbers, but it's it was an unbelievable what I heard because they, they said that sometime if it brings too much happiness, uh, for some reason they bring down the hertz. It, it, it can't be reaching that level of happiness all in one song. You know, obviously now I'm quoting someone very badly because I don't remember <laughs> exactly what has been said, but but I do know enough about what it meant, what he meant to explain. Like you can really heal. Oh yes. Oh yes. Or, or shift completely a feeling by mm. by sound therapy and the level of hertz. Absolutely. So they know all of that. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I've met a musician. It was many years ago, but um, 
this man could actually see colour with music. So uh, to, to, uh, different notes actually resonated with him and he would see the music and he would see mm. the shape of the music and the colours of, of the sound. I mean, I can't do that. I think that's incredible. But he could use that as in cre the creation of his composition. And um, there's um, the bilingual, is it bilingual, bilateral beats? Maybe it's bilateral, mm. where you have sound alternating from the left and the right speaker. Mm. So that can yeah. have a massive effect on your psyche as well. And it can be used in autosuggestion. So in hypnotherapy. And, and, and so all of these different techniques are so powerful. And it just shifts our perception. It increases our awareness of our surroundings and of, of the noise or the, the sound or the colours. Everything vibrates at a frequency. Mm. So when I talk about colours, um, even Einstein, Einstein wrote about how um, different colours have different vibrations. So mm. red vibrates at a, a very sort of slow frequency, whereas, say, ultraviolet or, 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 or something like bees can see when they fly into, they get bee lines on petals mm. so they can know how to get to land on the petal to get the pollen. They have very high fre frequencies. So, the, so even colour, different colours can have an impact on your mood and your energy levels and how you feel. And by yeah. and that brings us back to man luck. By when you feel good, when you feel happy and joyous, and or when you're in love, you're releasing these these naturally high vibrational yeah. frequencies. You naturally start to attract better luck. Mm -hmm. you, this, mm -hmm. you see the world as a better place. But yeah. when we're controlled by fear and heavy emotions, guilt, shame, those heavy emotions, the world can seem a very isolating place and we we, we withdraw and we go within ourselves yeah. and we, sh we can shut down. And that's where we get things like depression coming in, where that colours everything. So our, our luck is moves moves further down and we're going yeah. to instead attract more difficult situations to try and encourage us, us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 and the last question joe uh, can two people be uh not compatible in, in feng shui um you know perspective yeah. can yeah. two people be completely incompatible Yes, but I have even in my own personal life, I've I've had a partner who my my chart is um, my the, my day of birth is is represented by the heavenly stem of Yang Water and the earthly branch of Yang Metal Monkey, and I had a partner who was the complete opposite. His was Yang Fire, and his earthly branch was a tiger. Now, when you get deeper into Bardsi, you people would recognise that the tiger energy and the monkey energy they clash. And it can mm. be quite difficult. Same goes for Yang Water and Yang Fire. They clash. So mm -hmm. the compatibility can be very dynamic or very, it can be not so easy to manage. And we found, well, there they were, you've also got the year, the month and the hour to look at as well. And so we did find a common ground, but we also found that we couldn't live together. That um, it made us both unhappy. So he lived in Notting Hill and I lived in Fulham and, and we wow. were fine. <laughs> That's incredible. That's really taking it to a very high level. So it does. And, and, and with the consultation with you or by looking at themselves at their Basi chart, can they, uh, like you said, you can come to a compromise. And yes. when you both lived in different ways, was the relation better? Oh, much better. 
Um, in fact, we were we were very happy for we. In fact, we didn't argue. We in we were together for just over eight years, and um, we didn't have one argument during that time. Um, he would, yeah, he was lovely. Some people would say also it's it's much easier not to argue when you don't live together. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, so just a brief uh, recap. So first, on a first level, like first degree level, to help ourselves with mm-hmm. feng shui and and get to live in a better environment for mm-hmm. ourselves. So declutter would be number one. Number one, I would look at um, removing clutter. Yeah, and because clutter can attract. Um, uh, make the chi heavier and and the worst thing is stagnation so when uh-huh. when the the area is maybe dusty or dirty or there's broken things or you're feeling overwhelmed it could be that there's a lot of clutter in your environment so spring cleaning okay. yeah. is always advisable pay, pay particular attention to the main entrance because that's the main threshold of chi entering and leaving the building but if you're having problems in relationships look at the bedrooms if you're having problems in health look at the kitchen mm-hmm. if you're having problems with money or um, a business then if, if you have a home office then look Look at what's going on in there. If mm-hmm. you have your Barsi chart, you can look at the directions and look yeah. at the different sectors of your home. So that's looking more in a more deeper level. But mm-hmm. you can also have a look at the plants in your home. If is okay. your home or office, are the plants vibrant? Are they flourishing? Are they healthy? Or are they wilting? Are they dying? If you've got a vase of flowers, is the water fresh? If the water's dark and smelly, you could be attracting bad luck. You could be attracting or you could be diminishing some of your good mm. luck. Um, have, when you have mirrors, it's uh, it's been it's a bit of a joke in feng shui that uh, mirrors um, need to, shouldn't have them in the bedroom because particularly if they're reflecting the bed, because that can have the effect of of interrupting your sleep as you're. Okay. And, I mean, yeah. I've I've done lots of feng shui and I've seen lots of mirrors in bedrooms and people sleep fine. I mean, some mm-hmm. people use them to. Um, to reflect the bed because maybe they they feel that can enhance their their relationship with their partner because yeah, yeah. some people and like also that. So it gives you a sense of vastness, the mirror, doesn't it? Yeah, well, it increases the, the impression of space. But it's important to have it reflecting a positive image. You don't yeah. want it reflecting anything that's going to make you feel upset or frustrated so if it's reflecting a pile of ironing that would make me feel very upset that would (laughs) (laughs) that would be a job that's never done (laughs) i totally understand what you mean so if it reflects like the outside the green the trees yeah uh, yeah a nice painting yeah another one to avoid actually is placing a mirror opposite the main entrance you can have it to the side that's absolutely Mm -hmm. fine but if you have it opposite the main entrance it's going to basically reflect the chi back out the door so Uh, you'll you'll lose some of that positive energy okay Um, another one to avoid is having a a front door and a back door in complete alignment so if you've got and unfortunately in the uk that does happen quite a lot so they or if you've got uh, they call it a trilogy of doors where it's all in the same line so you've got the main yeah. entrance then you could have a middle door but and if that's left open and you can see straight through the property to the bag that's going to just encourage chi to be sucked straight out so um, I always try to encourage people to have the chi circulate around the room so um, so that's where the positioning of furniture comes in you don't want any 
big pieces of furniture that are too big for the room. That's going to feel oppressive. I mean, a lot of it is is quite straightforward. But Mm. um, colours can vary depending on the individual. So that depends on on what they're born with. So they may respond Mm -hmm. to bright, vibrant colours, may make make them feel more joyous and more... um, assertive some people have that already naturally within them in their birth chart and so they would prefer something more cooler and more zen like so something without any clutter and just very clean surfaces other things i can think of are date selection so that's um also when we start going into deeper areas yeah. we look at certain days will carry more good luck than others so you could have okay. um, but that you can't say that in the bazi chart you have, well it's more I, complicated yeah but start with the bazi chart because yeah. the bazi chart will give you the heavenly stems and the earthly branches so there's 60 different combinations but they can also be found within your feng shui because this is in feng shui there's something known as the 24 mountains and those same heavenly stems and earthly branches are within those 24 mountains there's a couple of extra ones as well but for example you'll have yin and yang earth yin and yang fire yin and yang wood and so on you'll have the energy of the dog the dragon the horse the ox the goat all of those animals that are in your bazi chart or in a bazi chart can also be found in the environment so then my job would be looking at what's in there is it compatible with that person or is Mm -hmm. it can it be moved and then we can find a better pattern of energy for that person. And the best way to reach you would be to email you. What's yes. the, or you have a website, an email. Um, is it yeah. okay to put your email address so people can know where to reach yes, you? Yes, or, or get in. Or we've got a website called Smashing Secrets. So Smashing Secrets with also, it's the same name for your podcast, right? Yes, yes. Is so it the same? So I've got so a podcast called Smashing Secrets, Feng Shui. You can get lots of free advice there. They'll go into a lot of detail in, in there's we're up to about forty-four now, so there's there's plenty of free yeah. energy resources there. And and the website is smashingsecret.com or .co.uk. I'll, I'll, we can look it up and put it in the description. Yeah. And uh, also, while you look at that, I just want to remind of this very powerful uh, Ho'oponopono um four sentences about gratitude love and it's basically a prayer because you know some people pray dot com so smashingsecrets.com and um you know there is each one has in may prayer prayers in general could be uh, great and for people who yeah, don't follow a certain any certain or distinct um religion then this Ho'oponopono could be also the great solution for them. Yes, yes. Thank you so much, Joe. I can't thank you enough for uh, agreeing to be with me on The Deeper Eye. And I look forward to getting back with you for the sound therapy and what you can tell us about that. And maybe go deeper a bit in understanding. Oh, I'd love to. Absolutely love to. What's deeper for the Feng Shui. Thank you so much. Thank you, you, Laura. Lots of love. I love you. I love you so much. (laughs) Bye. I hope that, like me, you found this Feng Shui extremely interesting to dig into. And it also gave us hope. The hope of there is always a solution. There is always ways to create a better environment for our everyday life. 
If you enjoyed this conversation, I really recommend that you start following Joe and Chloe on their podcast and that you look into Feng Shui a bit more. And also, please do share this conversation I had with Joe Russell with as many people as you know would be interested in hearing about it. Thank you for listening. And I look forward to welcome you again on the deeper eye for our next podcast. <laughs>